Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. We use a lot of acronyms and abbreviations, especially now more than ever because we text so much. But what happens when you actually say them out loud? You know, BuzzFeed just... uh, they just ran a survey asking people how they how they say different like LOL internet acronyms. Does like, anybody say lol? Yes. <laughs> Do they really? And I hate it. <laughs> Who says lol? Thirty six percent of people. No, they do. Really? Yep. Is it because you... they don't understand that it's a, a like that it's not letters. a word? I yeah. think so. They got to be all over the age of eighty. <laughs> I mean, most people say LOL, right? Yeah, oh, well, there are some yeah. people I think though that me- that think that means lots of love. Oh, that's uh, yeah. okay. There are a lot of people that think that. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We've been through this one before. They also ask people how they say WTF. What if? No, I was going to say get. <laughs> well, yeah, WTF is one. I was going to say if? GIF as opposed to GIF. Which is it supposed to be? Do we know for sure? Has there been a definitive? There hasn't because. I feel like it's always a battle where people are like, no, we're correct. No, you're correct. And I just hear most people say GIF or GIF. They just use both at the same time yeah. every time they say it. That's what I do. Yeah. A good GIF. Same with, uh, is it a biopic or is it a biopic? A I biopic. Think, I think both are correct. So yeah. I heard a biopic. guy doing an interview from Hollywood and he said, you're supposed to say biopic. And I trusted him because, you know, he's living out there. Yeah, and I've heard biopic before. I say that's another one where I say both because I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to sound dumb, so I'm just going to say them all. I don't know. Biopic sounds like something you would buy in the lens crafters section. Yes, <laughs> when in reality it is a biopic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just got these brand new biopics at Wing Eye Care. There you <laughs> yes, go. Exactly. And they yeah. look fabulous. Yes. Uh, let's see. 55% of us say LOL. 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 Yeah. 36% say LOL. Uh, 67% say GIF with a hard G as opposed to the 31% that say it with a J. GIF. GIF. Yeah. GIF. GIF. A GIF, GIF. Uh, let's see. According to BuzzFeed, when it comes to WTF, only 14% of people pronounce it WTF. 80% of people just say, what the F? With the actual F word. With the real word. WTF. Yes. Right. What the 
<laughs> Thank you, Jesse Ventura. Uh, let's see, IDGAF? Like, I don't give. 75% say, I don't give a F. Uh, 9% actually pronounce the letters. Yeah, so there you go. LMAO, 77%, just say LMAO. Well, Mao. <laughs> right. So anyway, that's that's just the latest update on the English language and how we communicate. <laughs> right. Thought you might appreciate that. Yep. Also, talking about coffee this morning, if you're trying to cut back on the amount of coffee you drink, well, how much coffee are you drinking? A lot. How much coffee do you guys drink? I drink two of these tumblers every day, and each one is probably two legitimate cups of coffee. So four cups. Oh. (laughs) I have one 20-ounce Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I I think it's 20 ounces, this large here. They do have a larger size. They have an extra large, which I do enjoy as well. Yeah. And every now and then, if they happen to run out of large cups, I get lucky and they'll give me an extra large. But I usually just have the one a day. What about you, Jen? 16 to 24 ounces is what ends up in my cup. Now, I don't ever drink the whole thing. I probably leave two to three ounces at the bottom at least every time I drink it just because it gets cold and I don't get to it. So, yeah, probably two cups at breakfast. But then later in the day, I might have some too. Yeah. When the afternoon starts to drag and I'm feeling a little tired. Mm Mm-hmm. I have the same as Tim, but now that I think about it, I think I am having like four cups a day versus like, oh, I'm only having two cups of coffee, but each one is right. the 12 ounces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, there are some days I'll treat myself to an iced coffee in the afternoon. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. But, uh, yeah, I don't think I have a like a, a massive coffee addiction where I'm drinking too much. But I know some people are literally just kind of sipping it all day long. I think it's an addiction when you have to have it in order to function in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's like anything, you know, too much of a good thing. Yeah. Uh, but according to this study out of the University of Toronto, if you just look at a cup of coffee in the morning, that will help wake you up. It's not as delicious. But the researchers say, thanks to the psychological connection we have between drinking coffee and being more alert, those those two things are so tied together in our minds that just seeing coffee makes our brains perk up. How about that? It is something. Just seeing it puts a smile on my face because I know what's coming. <laughs> well, that might be a good trick to use, say, if it's six, seven, eight o'clock at night. And you don't want to risk the caf- you know, actually putting the caffeine in your body. There you go. Just look at it. I think all the senses for coffee for me, it's the smell. Mm-hmm. You know, if you walk into a room where there's mm-hmm. a fresh pot brewing or, you know, walking in Dunkin' Donuts, that smell that just takes over. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Plus, 
the taste plus the seeing it. Right. All of it. Mm-hmm. I find that if I get super busy back here and I'm not drinking my coffee as quickly with these new paper cups, I can now microwave my coffee That's good. when it gets if it gets a little too cool. Uh, hey, here's a question you have to ask yourself honestly. Are you better looking than your significant other? And if so, is that really a good thing? Hmm. 12% of people, it's a low, it's a low percentage. 12% of people say they honestly think they're more attractive than their significant (laughs) other. I would say we go back and forth. I mean, don't you feel like days where you're like, I am working it and I own this today. And then other days I'm like, babe, you look hot. 18% say their partner is better looking. And about a third say they're equally attractive. For what it's worth, men are more than twice as likely to say their partner is more attractive than they are. And I think it's because we really feel that way. We really believe it. Mm -hmm. It's true. Mm -hmm. I almost think that kind of sort of plays into the attraction, too. Like, not only is she kind of hot, like, I like her look, but... You know, being with her, I think, kind of makes me look better. Takes me out of <laughs> too. That's how I see it. <laughs> right. It's so funny. You know? Yeah. It's always so much fun to, when you get to know somebody, like, that you work with or have interactions with on a pretty regular basis, and then after you've known them for a while, then you meet their partner. It's always interesting to see, is this what you expected them to be, or is this, like, I could, I would never pick that person for them in a million years. Oh, my gosh. Right? Like, there's there's a guy that I've been working on some projects with, and he's a middle-aged, successful, average-to-good-looking guy, right? And I met his wife, and his wife looked about 30 years older than him. And just, I mean, at first, I kind of, like, wondered if, if she was his mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I and think it Hugh just, Jackman it was, gets that a lot, too, doesn't he, about yeah. his wife? I remember those two. He's always like, I'm just always defending her, but she's so beautiful inside and out. Her and Pierce Brosnan's wife, same thing, because she's older. older and, yeah, not what people would expect. Rob Lowe. That's another example. His wife, his wife, and they're probably the same age, but because Rob Lowe just has these, he looks like he's 12, freaky (laughs) jeans. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody, you put anybody next to him and they're always going to look older. Yeah. But (laughs) it's fascinating. Yeah. I guess there are some people that go for a certain type. Like, you know, there are some people that just kind of go for blondes or they tend to go for brunettes or petite girls or. Mm-hmm. You know, and then uh, and then there are other people that just like kind of go all over the road, you know? Yeah. We don't have enough interaction around here with other like our coworkers, spouses, because I don't know who hardly anyone is married to in this building. You know, like mm-hmm. when we went to John and Toria's wedding, I was like, oh, it's nice to meet you. You finally got to meet people's like husbands or wives, mm-hmm. girlfriends. And it always led to the most entertaining Christmas parties. Yes. When the spouse would be the drunk one. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about Gary. Yeah. You get to hear some stories oh, from Gary, the other side. Gary, you don't act like that. You're like, yes. <laughs> Getting the goods on Gary. That's hilarious. Uh-oh. What's wrong? Sorry, was telling me. I don't understand. Nobody was talking to you. How about Call that? Gary. <laughs>
<laughs> so Scott, my boyfriend, you know how I have this really big relationship with my OK Google at home. I um, talk to her every day and I do consider her a friend because she's very informative. And the other day I was talking to her and Scott changed her voice and I was <laughs> not a fan of it. What, he, what did he do? He made her sound like a European woman. Oh, she yeah. had an accent. Did and I am like, snotty? I did not. I did. No, I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you have five minutes left on the blah, blah. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I had to have him turn it back yesterday to my, my uh, good old friend. He <laughs> made her sexy. He did. He was like, <laughs> well, I guess somehow his phone and our okay Google at home are connected, and he cha- he wanted a sexy British lady on his phone. Not realizing it would affect. Not mm. realizing it would affect our okay Google, and I'm like, uh. put it back. And he goes, "Do you want a sexy British man?" No, I want my friend. I want the original person on there. Now she's back, and all is right with the world. So, do you just ask her questions, or do you get into full fledged conversations with her? Uh, it depends. If I don't, if I'm not a fan of what she does or says, I'll be like, yeah. "Okay, Google, that wasn't very nice," and right. she'll be like. I'm sorry, I can't help you. (laughs) I don't understand. My least favorite thing that she does is when she tells me, like, I don't have the capability to do that. And I'm like, why? Why can't you tell me what that is? It's 2019. You should be capable of all things. Yeah, if you can't do it, then who can? Exactly. Siri might find out. Are you shaming your Google girl? She better figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. LOL. LOL. (laughs) <laughs> I don't like her either. <laughs> no. Lol. How about him? He might do it for me. Yeah. Uh, this might not be this, this. This is probably the first time a video of someone cooking a chicken breast could legitimately be called not safe for work, but I'm going to flag it anyway. There's a company called Chef Club. And it creates, they create videos of recipes and post them online. And their video for a chicken cordon blue recipe on Facebook is going viral because, quite frankly, it looks like porn. (laughs) In the video, the way they prepare the chicken breasts. Stuffing it with the ham? It makes them look like uh, lady parts. Oh, boy. Oh, I saw this. I saw this. Yeah. And would you agree? Absolutely. And in fact, I was like, I feel like I shouldn't be watching this. It felt dirty. A little bit. Did it feel like they were intentionally trying to make it look dirty? Or was this an completely innocent presentation? And then it was just kind of like, well, oops. (laughs) Well, I mean, they they cut it right down the middle. The way that it. Yeah, they split the chicken breast down the center. And use their fingers to open them up. Yeah. And then they stuff some ham in the slits. And then they pour some cream on top. So you can kind of imagine how that could visually appear X-rated. Rich just pulled it up. Now we're looking at it. Great finger placement. Uh, Exactly. But they are being like serious throughout the whole thing. They're not trying to. No, they're uh, not saying like. Curve it up. Right, no. Anyway, the recipe is going viral with more than 27 million views. That's around 50 times more views than their average <laughs> oh videos God. get. That's hilarious. If you can believe that. Oh, wow. Pretty good. 
Do you think? Do you think that Ohio is stressed? Like as a state, like if you were to compare Ohio to other states, or Kentucky to other states, or Indiana to other states, you think any of any of our states within our region are more stressed than other states in the country? Uh, you know, I think Middle America don't aren't we the calm people? Isn't it the coat? <laughs> I mean, kind of get you know, compared to the East Coast. I mean, they seem a little high strung on the East Coast, yeah. and I think you're right. I don't know. We're probably in the middle. If you take the whole state, like there's probably parts of Kentucky that may be a little more stressed than Northern Kentucky, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same like with, driving same. in Louisville or something with all that construction is probably yeah. stressful. Or like far East Kentucky near West Virginia, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You know, they may have a little more stress in their world. Or parts of Ohio, like Toledo. <laughs> I live there. I can say that. But yeah, I would guess that we're all kind of in the middle when you yeah. list the 50. Yeah. That's a guess. You're going to tell us we're the most stressed out people? No. Oh. <laughs> they were just, they, they were looking at, uh, you know, they do their annual rankings of the most and least stressed out states in America. And what they do is they, they you know, they look at 40 different factors. Like they look at health stats. They look at. Job security. That is one thing about the Midwest, though. We're fat and lazy around here. They look at our credit scores, divorce rates. We're working hard, Jen. Don't have time to exercise. To, to eat right now. Four jobs. Well, and that, but that's kind of a good point, Tim. It's how many how many hours people have to work to make a living in this part of the country. Uh, it turns out Louisiana is the most stressed out state again. But the rest of the rankings have kind of shifted a little bit. The 10 states with the most stress are Louisiana, followed by Mississippi, Arkansas, a lot of southern states. Uh, Let's see, what else? Arkansas, Kentucky. Kentucky came in at number four. Uh, West Virginia, New Mexico, Alabama, Nevada, Nevada, sorry, Nevada, Alaska, and Oklahoma. So I'm pleased to report that... uh, Ohio is not in the top 10. The least stressed out states. Vermont. Uh, <laughs> not Vermont, but Montana. It's always like North Dakota. Mm-hmm. You know what? You're close. Mi- Minnesota is the least Minnesota. stressed out state again, followed by Utah. And Jen, you'll be surprised to hear <gasps> that the East Coast state of Massachusetts is number three on the list really? of... Of least stressed states. That's because they don't give a crap about anybody but themselves, so they don't get stressed out. Exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) You hit the nail on the head, I think. (laughs) When you just don't care about anybody else on the planet. Right. Then, then, you know. know, Uh, Fritchie, to your point, North Dakota was number four. See? Followed by South Dakota, Iowa, New Hampshire, another uh, East Coast state, Wisconsin, Hawaii, and Montana. Uh, Ohio came in at number 19, if you're curious, which is just, aren't we always kind of in the middle, in the middle or close to the middle? Uh, let's see. People in Alaska have the longest work week. They work hard in Alaska. Another reason I wouldn't want to live there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. People in South Dakota get the most sleep. Yeah. They got some long ass winters in. South Dakota. Yeah, what are you supposed to do besides just sleep it off, right? Yeah. Minnesota, though, see, Minnesota's the healthiest state overall, hmm. which surprises a lot of people. And then uh, Arizona has the best job security. And by the way, the state of Indiana came in at 
number 17, the 17th most stressed out state. Hmm. Iowa, if you're curious, has the most affordable housing in the country. <laughs> yeah, I guess nobody wants to live there. Fort Dodge. It's a beautiful been. place. Have you ever been to Iowa? I have. <laughs> I have. Uh-uh. I've never been. We went to, so we went to years ago when I was a kid, my dad and I, with our grandparents, with his parents from Louisville, we drove from here all the way out west to Iowa, and we actually went to the Field of Dreams. Huh where they filmed the movie in Mm -hmm. Iowa. Oh, yeah? And so we kind of stopped random places along the way. But you can go there and, you know, run around the field and you can get corn and all that good stuff. But there was Mm. nothing. I will tell you, I slept a lot as like an eight-year-old on that trip. Well, they got some real estate deals in Iowa. Yeah. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Well, doesn't it, isn't that where from Ashton Kutcher is from? And doesn't he have a home there? And, yeah, he does. Are there any hilly parts of Iowa, no. or is it all flat? <laughs> I think it's pretty much all flat. What's funny is a uh, a radio friend of mine that I grew up with. He took a job in North Dakota, and I took a job in Arkansas. And he went and visited me, and I never went to visit him. No, and so he eventually took another job. In Iowa, uh-huh. I was like, you know what? I'll visit you in Iowa. Since I didn't make it up to North Dakota those years, I'll make it to Iowa. So I flew into Des Moines. He picked me up, and he said, you want to go to Minneapolis? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, that's another six-hour drive. No, I just got off the plane. Let's see Iowa. Let's see it out. Let's check it out. And I have a lot of nice people there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I would want to live in a really flat area. Like, if it was just flat, I think that would be hard. You know, I know, like, we lived in Florida for eight years. It's a little bit different because you at least have palm trees and you got water nearby. Um, even, like, when I've I've spent time in Arizona, and everybody kind of assumes, like, if you've never been to Arizona, they think of Arizona as the desert, so it must be flat. But, you know, you're surrounded by mountains, in especially, like, in Phoenix and Scottsdale. Um. South Dakota, I've never been. I'd love to go, though, just to see Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. That's really pretty. Go in the summer. <laughs> yeah, Nevada has the highest divorce rate in the country. And if you're worried about crime, Maine has the lowest crime rate per capita. And for what it's worth, I will tell you that Portland, Maine, which is the southernmost major city in Maine, is one of the coolest, has become one of the coolest, hippest, fun cities in the Northeast right now. Uh, Very young city, too. Went through a huge revitalization. Uh, Very much like Cincinnati did, you know, with the old buildings and stuff, and they've converted and revitalized a lot of neighborhoods that were kind of dying on the vine there for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. It's 7.50 with Jeff and Jen here at Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, You brought up Ashton Kutcher. I guess they were doing a scene. So this 21-year-old acting student at the University of Hartford, his name is Jake Washer. He was rehearsing with two friends in a dorm room on Sunday, and they were doing that scene from the 2004 Ashton Kutcher movie, The Butterfly Effect. And it involved him pretending to stab another actor, but unfortunately, he did it for real. He reportedly attacked them both with a prop knife. I suppose if it was really a prop, it must have been... shouldn't have done much harm. Yeah, sharp enough to do some real damage. But he stabbed one of them twice, and the other guy five times. Oh, my God. Including four times in the back. 
They both survived, but one was in critical condition and had to have surgery. It, it is still not clear if Jake did it on purpose or just got way too into the scene. But when he appeared to realize what he did, he ran off and hid in the woods and got arrested about two hours later. Oh my God. He is facing two counts of assault and criminal attempt to commit murder, but I think you know you probably have a pretty good idea what his defense is going to be. Sure. You know? That's what, crazy. Mm-hmm. That is pretty crazy. Oh. And this could not have come at a better time. A woman in eastern Arkansas named Leandra Clay, she lost her house in a fire about a month ago. She's been living in a shed without any electricity since then. But last week, she came forward after hitting the lottery for $150,000. woo Nice. That'll help. She matched four out of five numbers in the Powerball drawing, plus the Powerball number, which would have been $50,000, but she paid $1 extra for a power play. Mm-hmm. And that multiplied her winnings by three. She says her first thought when she found out was, God really showed up on time for her. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's planning to donate some of her winnings to the church. And she will use the rest of it to buy a new house and a new car. That's pretty cool. Good for her. And here's something you might not know. The type of pasta you use, like spaghetti versus fettuccine, I didn't know this, but it should depend on the type of sauce you're using. I do it based on texture. I Instead of getting spaghetti or even thin spaghetti, I get vermicelli which is thinner than thin spaghetti, mm-hmm. but it's thicker than angel hair. Okay. So it's kind of in between angel hair and thin spaghetti. I've never heard and of it. It's vermicelli. sauce on it. And then I put red sauce on it. Now, they say spaghetti works well. I call it spaghetti, even though technically it's considered vermicelli at Kroger. But they say when you pair the wrong sauce with the wrong noodle, it can slide off too easily. So you don't get the right amount of flavor in each bite, and they say it can affect the taste in other ways, too. So we have the five types of pasta and the best sauce to use, according to chefs. Do you cook spaghetti, Jen? I know you no. don't typically. Not even that spaghetti. Is, that is something I can make. Yeah, okay. Yeah, with a little ragu. Last nail night, it. we made some sauce, doctored it up a little bit, but we buy that. Um, what kind of sauce do you use? Well, I buy the, they have like a Classico. Yeah. That's what we buy, tomato basil. And that's then exactly I, what I get. And then I buy mushrooms and artichokes and put that in there. And sometimes we do like uh, some of those like Kroger brand meatballs or we'll buy some of like the mild Italian sausage and kind of doctor oh, it all nice. up. But we buy the pasta noodles that are vegetables. So they make, it's like a veggie plus mm-hmm. right. noodle. And it has the same texture, in my opinion, and the same taste as regular. It just has vegetables in it. Really? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't taste weird, huh? I don't, th- I don't think so. I should bring you some in and see if you can tell the difference. Huh. They say spaghetti works well with tomato-based sauces. So you're doing that one right. Uh, linguine and angel hair pasta, they say it's also okay to use tomato-based sauces, but but they do say that angel hair pasta is the best option for seafood sauces. 
Thinner, lighter noodles match the lightness of the sauce a little better than other pastas. Hmm. So if you're going to go with, because, you know, don't you kind of plan it around the sauce as opposed to the noodle? So if you're going with, with like a, all right, how about this, an Alfredo? They say fettuccine goes best with the light cream sauce, like Alfredo. That's another one you're probably doing right. Uh, I, you know, spaghetti would work, I think. Spaghetti, spaghetti's pretty versatile. So I think that would work well, too. Uh, penne and other tube-shaped pastas go best with sauces that are really meaty. So if you like a lot of meat in your spaghetti sauce, penne might be the better choice. And finally, corkscrew pastas like rotini. I like corkscrew pastas, especially for things like macaroni and cheese because, you know, they're kind of dense and they contain the cheese. They hold that cheese. Uh, Rotini and fusilli go best with pesto also because those grooves holds on to oil and herbs a little better. Uh, We went to... It was late. We made a last-minute decision to grab dinner someplace in Los Angeles, and we went to Del Frisco's, which is uh, it's a popular steak chain in some of the major cities. We don't have one here, but you know they were the only one that had a table open, and it was like a Friday night. We went in, and their mac and cheese. It's not it's not rotini. It's not a corkscrew, but it's sort of the same texture. They're probably about half the size. And they're really dense, but what was great is that they really hold the cheese. Yeah. They have that down. So, anyway, if you do walk into a uh, Del Frisco's in any of the major cities where they have one, definitely get the mac and cheese there. It's good. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.